morning. Welcome back to our morning devotions. I'm Chris. And I'm James. And we're again looking through the passion story, the story of Jesus around his death and resurrection. And today we're going to be reading about the good man. Uh, This is Joseph of Arimathea. James is going to read from Luke 23. We're going to start at verse 50 and read through to verse 56. So if you've got a Bible, do grab that and turn to verse 50 of Luke 23. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The woman who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. In this passage, Luke wants to draw our attention to and admire Joseph of Arimathea. Verse 50 says that he is a good and righteous man, one who is faithful to God. He was looking or waiting expectantly for God's kingdom to come. Although a member of the Sanhedrin, he had not consented to the condemnation of Jesus. In the Gospels of Matthew chapter 27 and John chapter 19, we discover that Joseph was a rich man and a secret disciple who up to this point did not have the courage to confess it. Joseph's stepping out of the shadows is not without risk or cost. He would be rendering himself as ritually unclean by handling Jesus' body and he gives up the grave that he had bought for himself. But he acknowledges that there are more important things than possessions and ritual purity. Luke pays a fair amount of attention to Jesus' burial for several reasons. Firstly, it removes any doubt of the reality of Jesus' death. The Roman soldiers were sure of it. Joseph handled his body and prepared it for burial and carries it to the tomb. It also removes any confusion over where Jesus' body was laid. Jesus' tomb was new and a variety of witnesses knew where it was. I don't know if you're like me and you enjoy a bit of symmetry. I'm a bit of a maths geek like that. But there's surely no coincidence in the way that Luke chooses to frame his gospel. Jesus' life begins with him being cared for by a man named Joseph, who places him in a borrowed resting place where no baby had ever been laid. And his gospel ends with Jesus being cared for by another Joseph, laying him in another borrowed resting place where no man had been laid. In Luke 9 verse 58, Jesus remarks that he has nowhere to lay his head. Joseph comes into the open as a disciple, no matter what the cost. He gives to Jesus the place that he had planned to lay his own head. At the cross, Jesus gives up what was his for the sake of Joseph and others. Now, Joseph gives up what is his for the sake of Jesus. Here we see a beautiful picture of what it means to be a disciple. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he gave up everything so that we could be free. And the call for us now is to give up everything to follow him. Lord God, please help us. Show us ways in which we can sacrifice, lay down things, possessions, money, time, gifts, skills, in a way that we can serve King Jesus. Help us look to the example of Joseph, who gave up what he had for King Jesus. Please challenge our hearts to give up things, to lay down things, to sacrifice for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. To reflect and take away from today, the gospel is sometimes called the great exchange. Christ takes our place and gave himself for us. But that leads to another exchange. We give ourselves to Christ and live for him. Is there a way in which the Spirit is prompting you to recommit yourself in this second exchange?